Come travel down the roots, past the tangled webs we weave, to find a place of flux, lessons of the in-between. Here we gather, one and all, to hear the secrets in the wall, an ear against the plastered surface, minds left open, serving purpose. your co-ghosts Joey Torval and Chris Ashburn special guest appearances by singing to the lost that is the thing I am not a shining beacon I do not guide. Thudding of blackened wings foretelling death. Blood-weaving entrails. Blood-soaked prophetic weaving. What entails within those entrails? A savage lust. You would demote us, sanitize us, saw down our vicious edges, battle stance to nothing, a lover's grip, we are befallen. We are fate and death. We are the bone jaw snapped closed. A heavy gurgle of man's last utterance. Nothing so fragile. Wingless you would make us. Break us. Torment us. We are befallen. We are fate and death. That was written by our lovely Joey Morris. Meh! <laughs> and read because she has the accent. Duh. <laughs> That's why Chris makes me read things. She reads it is. like literally for the accent. So she can it is, sell. It's purely to hear her say meditative. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's to make money off my sound bites. That's what it is. Yeah. I'm telling you. That's my master plan. Yeah. <laughs> So welcome back, everybody, to a new month, a new series, a new, well, it's not a new series, but a new, a new topic, a new gateway. Yes. And boy, is this the gateway of gateways. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, are you guys, are you guys ready? Are you, are you guys prepared to adventure into the flux for, like, you know, like your hardcore flux lesson? This month? Here's, here's a hint. <laughs> no, we're not ready. None of us are ready. <laughs> no, none of us are ready. Uh, mm -hmm. So, <laughs> we're coming off of K-Run, and the boatman has now led us across the water uh, through another gateway, and we meet the Norns. Mm -hmm. And the Norns are... Uh, undefinable so this will be a very fun month <laughs> new earth signs weaving around mm -hmm. the norns in eclipse season with retrogrades welcome to the flux yeah 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 <laughs> calamity and chaos have ensued yeah it's gonna say <gasps> chaos reigns yes <laughs> so joey do you want to 
uh, talk a little bit about the creation of that and where that that energy came from because I know like traditionally the poem. sort of Valkyrie but there is an undercurrent yes. there uh, so there is a feeling that Chris and I have about the interconnectedness between the Valkyries and the Norns and it yeah I'm getting full body chills when I start mm -hmm. talking about this and it started because of the way that I perceive them both and the way that Chris perceives them as in the visuals that come through so for Valkyries, a lot of people present them as chainmail Barbie, and it, you, no, that's not how I've ever seen Valkyries. Yeah. They're kind of black smoke, there's traumatic a, looking. <laughs> there's like a gossamer thing. Like, I always think of that word with them. Yeah. Like, gossamer, like, it flits, so shadowy, fluttery. Yeah. Like, and it, it's kind like of that. like if a being was between the worlds moving so fast that the human eye can't quite see it and you kind of see mm -hmm. this kind of smoke movement around where they should be, mm -hmm. quote unquote, uh, in, in the mind's eye of perception of where you think they would be. And then there's like this void smoke thing that happens with them. Mm -hmm. And that happens with the norns too. In a slightly different way, their energy moves less flit and more kind of smoky meander and kind of like... There's a fluidness. There's a fluidness yeah. in them, I think, more so. Uh, yeah. Instead of like a... Like, you know when you take old film and you speed it up and you take out little snippets of it, it becomes mm -hmm. really sort of rickety looking. And yeah, exactly. Fractal, so that's more like Valkyrie stuff. For me, Norns are much more like... Like if you saw someone swimming underwater and you just sped them up or froze them every now and then. <laughs> like but to me, to me, the slow-mo works, but it's like if you were slow-moing smoke and then speeding it up and then yeah. you're like you're looking at the way that that, that would work. Yeah. Um, Cause I don't, I don't so want to say like they're water. No. Because, um, it's not, but there is this sort of like, it's more void. Gravity. Yeah. Very tar like I could see that. Yeah. yeah, like, so something Chris has talked about, and I kind of follow Chris on this, is kind of like the cracking of the universal bones, right? So, and mm -hmm. then there's void fluid within them. So they're kind of, the norns to me kind of embody that void fluid that comes from the marrow of the bones of the universe. Yeah. So I said earlier to Chris, I keep getting this visual of them being the actual roots of Yudrasil, the, the world tree, and Yudrasil being the connective points, the nexus between all universes, right? Because a lot of people say that they live at the base of Yudrasil. And all I could think was, no, nah, they're the base of Yudrasil. Like, they're interconnected with the world tree. And that's almost where the knowledge comes from of being connected and in that liminal space, about being connected to every point in time, in every place, simultaneously, all at once. And they kind of have all that energy flowing through them at any given point. Which is probably why, like, trying to put them in a box and define them is impossible because they don't exist in one place in one definition they're everywhere at all points in yeah. time so. well and even even so a lot of people are like oh the norns so like the Greek fates the morai right oh they are not necessarily the same like i could see how people may think that like three sisters and they're weaving like they're this new but we like Okay, I can kind of see the similarities there, but there is more of an 
um, action a point of reference, thing, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's. I feel like the the Greek was well, sort of pillar. This this is stationary. Well, yeah, exactly. There, yeah. I was gonna say that, yeah. like the threshold you cross, mm -hmm. like or well, the act of crossing, even. I guess it's. I think it's the difference largely as well between the Greek understanding of fate and the Viking Nordic understanding of fate. So. Oh, yeah. The Definitely. Greek understanding of fate is it's set, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Like, the fates determine when you're born, how you live, and when you die, and that's it. You get no say. You get no say whatsoever. That's the end of it. Finito. Um, everything is pretty it's much set in stone. Stationary like that. Yeah. Whereas the Viking understanding of fate is you can change your fate. You can influence your fate. You can gain favor with your fate. You can shift. You can transmute it, basically. Um, and... Uh, your ancestors' fate into yourself, like there's like yeah, if kin fusing and things. There's like there's that. a reincarnation thing too, isn't there within the the Nordic yeah, thing? No, because it's yeah. you get a more difficult life the more you've lived. So like the more you're able to uh, survive through, and uh, the the more you've been tested and shown that you can Very survive. Like pride, you get thrown at you. Yeah, yeah. So that to me kind of. It doesn't underpin why they're so different, but I think it does help when I think it takes the context into consideration yeah. there, because you have to consider sort of the culture with yeah, it, absolutely, and what their meanings are from that, right? And of course, you know, we're not like sticklers for like by the book, but at the same time, it is important to kind of consider like what they held as precious to them. Well, it's the beginning. It's I always say it's a good jumping off point for understanding. It's a good to know where something has been to see where it evolves into. But it's yeah. like finding the beginning of the point of the spring of water, but yeah. it, you don't ignore the rest of the river. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's how I feel about it. But yeah, yeah so and I have always felt sort of the Norns' presence ever since I have worked with Hell, because mm -hmm. I do feel like they are very close. Uh, to each other, I feel like, like literally, like the Norns are essentially, um, you know, like just down the street. They're like her neighbor in the wilderness, almost. You know, like that kind of feeling. Like, oh, I'll just go over and borrow a cup of sugar, kind of vibe. Um, and it's because, I mean, I wouldn't, just to be clear. But <laughs> um, yeah. don't but be eating that in the wilderness. No. Yeah, but there is sort of a camaraderie there, and that always made sense to me because of the fact that Hell deals with people who, you know, die of sickness in old age. She greets babies at birth, like that kind mm -hmm. of thing. She has sort of a hand in the the unfolding of mm. these things that they weave. Mm. You know? So it makes sense that someone who can see both sides and does that, like carries it out. She's um, almost like a gatekeeper, and they're the gate. That's yeah. how it kind of feels. Yeah. Yeah. There is, there's very much a, a like, there's a connection there. And there's a camaraderie mm. there. And they work with each other, um, mm -hmm. definitely, and acknowledge each other in a lot of respect. Um, and so it was really interesting for me when I started working with Hell, and, like, the Norns came in, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> um, I, uh... There really isn't any written, you know, record of anything like that. And honestly, like, finding stuff on Hell is is difficult anyway quite frankly but mm -hmm. um and also like she'll be guised under multiple names and etc but the norns themselves are also very sort of fluxy when they're talked about mm -hmm. you know like it 
they become more of a they're used a lot in context of sort of an ideology thing. Does that make sense? Like a like a, a broad spectrum thing than like specifics. And I think that that also speaks to their sort of energy where like man's tongue couldn't contain them. I will just say quickly before we move through that the reason that we read the Valkyrie poem and said that we felt there's yes. a correlation is that it that has that very similar energy to what we were just discussing to about Auntie Hell, uh, because the Valkyrie also implement the will of the fates. Um, whether, I mean, they're said to belong to Odin, right? And then sometimes they're said to align with Freya as well. Yeah. Um, but honestly, it feels like they're made of the void stuff that is norms. So that that's where we feel there's like this almost creative, like they've been created from the same star stuff. Does that yeah, make sense? Uh, yeah, like star stuff. That makes sense. Only in this case, it would be like, like, you know, shadow mist, void fluid. Void fluid, yeah. <laughs> With yeah. some stars thrown well, in. And that, it's sort of like the the womb of of time and, and creation, creation yeah. itself. Yeah, like that kind of thing. Um, what are you yeah. creating into being? What do you? destroy God, that's a theme right now even in <laughs> unraveling simultaneously like that's them i'm sensing a theme for the next two mm -hmm. months what are you creating into being calling it right now yeah okay. um so with that you know i do i agree with joey on the whole like the valkyrie thing of them sort of being almost sort of like the handmaidens of them as well um because they you think about it. They're the chooser of the fallen. They're the chooser of the slain. They're the wish fulfiller. What the hell are the Nords? Mm. <laughs> also, there is this um, line of reasoning that thinks that the Valkyries have been demoted in the mythology and they were mm -hmm. originally um, not handmaidens so much as they were deity in their own right. Yeah, that is a thing. Um, so they may well be like sisters to the Norns. And it, I do have to say, I've always felt like they were bigger than they were oh yeah kind of made you know, oh, the first time the valkyries came through they were all annoyed because they'd been made out to be small and mm -hmm. frisk, uh, or, or on the other hand of it over sexualized as fuck for whatever reason mm -hmm. and they were all like they were so much more than just the physical representation of how they are currently portrayed and they're more yeah. than just Ch chauffeurs they're not chauffeurs for the souls and that's that's their entirety at all and there's plenty of mythology that hints at them not only ferrying the dead but choosing the dead yeah choosing who was going to die so that's just a bit of a side note but we we feel that they're quite closely akin to yeah. the norns absolutely and oh that's interesting i was like i need to, i need to veer away from this a minute because we're not focusing on what sh i should be focusing on and some Good. one of the norns just popped in and went how do you know an, a norn but rather than watch their will being carried out in the world yeah and, and i was like that's oh. what this is it's like where what are your hands doing what are your feet doing who mm -hmm. are you serving what are you serving so it's kind of cause and effect it's kind mm -hmm. of that feeling like 
watching the the ripples out in the world. And that goes with the, the Norse belief also in the fact that you can change your fate. So mm. in that situation, like, there isn't sort of a, oh, I've accepted my place. Like, it's a, mm. like, no, what am I creating? Like, what what am I serving? Am I serving whatever I, I want that to be? Am I serving that potential? Am I serving the thing I want to see in the world or be in the world? Am mm. I serving what am, the continuing? What am I resisting as well? Because it's not, yeah. It's no. not just, for me at least, it's not just simply what am I creating because we've talked about this already today, but it's also what am I destroying? Like, yeah. And these two creation destruction processes being interlinked, which has come up earlier today when I was talking to Chris and it came up a few times in different ways of both being the creator and the destroyer and the fact that these energies are not separate. Flux, um, you, you can create by destroying and you can destroy by creating and the intermingledness of those energies. And that's very norm-like because there is no beginning and end, right? There is no defined instance of anything because the, the minute you're born, you're dying. It's not separate in the way that we as humans like to categorize things like we've been saying for some time now. And the norms kind of epitomize that feeling because it's, yeah. it's not one thing or another thing and it's not even divided by 10 different things because that's just humans putting peas in front of them and putting them in different boxes and saying look they're different now well um, because it makes them feel safer or like they understood it better or like they have control, control. Yeah. yeah exactly so. makes them us we are one of those two yeah. yes absolutely <laughs> we're earth signs we have all those pitfalls <laughs> Control, hashtag, earth sign. Um, <laughs> organization. <laughs> right down to Joey just thinking, well, we should go this way. Like, yeah. like <laughs> no, this is the Norns time. We're going to go where we go. We're going to sit in it. We're going to feed it. a lesson I think we've been learning with working with them, like, as soon as their energy sort of came in. Like, even this very podcast, we have tried to record several times. Mm-hmm. and it just was not working and it was because mm-hmm. we were running it on our schedule not on theirs mm-hmm. <laughs> to the point where they broke my internet yeah and they, they broke my computer the other day yeah um tried for like two three hours to to get it working and it, it just was not yeah mm-hmm. and then right after i was like well that's all perfectly fine <laughs> um yep. But the minute we go, okay, what do you want us to do? Oh, oh, finally. (laughs) They're listening. Mm -hmm. They're learning. Okay. I think listening is going to be a very interesting lesson over the Mm -hmm. next couple of months too because there is definitely this rigidity that is happening in the world and I don't think that it's serving anybody. whether you're talking spiritually or not that like the more rigid people get the worse things seem to to be and like the more things seem to fall apart and 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 show the corruption even like the more rigid things get in the social ecosystem the next day there'll be the flipping of some corruption which is like no this system needs to die uh and here's another reason why and that's definitely something that's happening on like a microcosm level like we're in eclipse season, right? And shadowy Cancerian energies of retrograde. So it's basically, you remember all these things, the way that you did all these things. You remember these shadows? 
remember how you acted this way and this way, this rigid thinking right here, guess what, we're going to revisit it and you're going to have to change because if you don't change, you're going to break. And it's definitely those, and I feel like the norms would totally be in on that sort of thing because that's pushing for you to adapt. Well, I'm, oh, definitely, and they're very big on that. And I also think that there's something about, like, speaking and listening, like, on both ends of that, right, with mm. this, because you were talking about listening, but also, like, what is speaking, what is echoed into eternity, to quote a movie, like, mm. what is us serving whatever we want to do or whatever we want to create or whatever we want to be, we have to sort of speak into being and the importance of that as much as listening into that as well and that goes right along with the Habamal which mm. speaks to what is left you know cattle die kinsmen die etc you yourself will also die but one thing yeah. that will always remain essentially and I'm paraphrasing here but one thing that will always remain is a good reputation is stories you know, and yeah. deeds yeah I had that in my head like you yeah. are the stories you leave behind Mm-hmm. And that is formed And from this also Odin. is not to say that there is not a link to Odin with the Valkyries and the Norns, and I, I absolutely think it, but here, someone who is an all-father is absolutely connected. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Fre- Freya is involved in this as well in some ways too, because yeah. she comes through with the, the Valkyries. Well, I think in their own way they all link. Because they're all... Well, maybe it's all of them of because it. Norns yeah. are part of all of the, mm-hmm. the gods. So maybe that's They have it. their finger in every pudding. In every pie. <laughs> yes. We're going to get slapped for that reference. Every finger. Yep. <laughs> I've just got this thing, this image now of like, like Norn fingers in my mind, right? I like ancient gnarled old woman fingers that look like branches almost mm. so they're like elongated like branches almost and then the nails are kind of sharp on the end and then it's just yeah, like 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 a spindle, the like the sleeping beauty spindle nail yeah 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 and then just in the pie i, I just got that image so they're clearly having fun with it but yeah like, yeah, yeah. i got stuff touching my hair now thanks <laughs> Um, I got like a Vedandi feeling. Hair as a thread. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there's definitely. Uh, I I would invite everyone this these last these next two months uh, it, to really look into things, like to feel, to let yourself sink into it, and not sort of accept the walls that you've been told mm. they are. Um, and to literally, like, let them tell you. There is also a sweep aside your own bullshit. Yes, there is, like, a no time for half-truths kind of bullshit, too. There's a sweep aside telling yourself what you think you are. We've got an alignment that's perfect for that, whether you like it or not, because of all these retrogrades and these eclipses. And cancer season, when we're recording this. Um, pulling up the, uh, the, the subconscious into the conscious and whatnot, all the feels. So lots of, um, shadow stuff being confronted, lots of things like that. The norns actually kind of a typify shadow work mm-hmm. because they've yeah. seen and felt it all and know, know it all and 
are almost the process of evolution themselves, almost the process of oh, adaptability. Yeah. It's the and process creation. of soul. And so the necessity mm-hmm. that flows through them is very much like part of their backbone, like necessity of how to live, how to grow, mm-hmm. how to shift. Like the feeling I get like is the only certainty is change is coming. Like the idea of stagnancy and staying still is not on their radar because the only recurring theme is that change is inevitable. Yeah. And nothing stays the same ever. And it has that feeling to it. Um, It's constantly like creation is destruction. They are synonymous. And because of that, there is no true point of stationary because as we are creating, we are destroying, and as we are destroying, we are creating. Mm. Like, and so that like makes thinking me like feel. moving on to a new chapter, blah, 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 but yeah. you're also like burning down things too at the same time. Yeah, but there's also this thing where I've been frustrated as fuck with mm-hmm. feeling stuck and stagnant and all the rest of it. And then there's this feeling from them like you think you're not, creating and changing and shifting even in those moments you're just not perceiving Mm -hmm. it correctly and it's like oh no (laughs) like that's what's happening it's realizing where the shift is rather than trying to define what the shift looks like so it's like oh i feel creatively blocked and it's like well then you're trying to create the wrong way yeah that is actually one of the things that Joey has taught me, actually. It's, so she's struggling with something that she's actually taught, so there's a flux on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so she is a chaos Virgo, for those of you who don't know. So she is like a Virgo, but she has so much Leo underneath of her that um, she's kind of like a volcano. So like she, uh, she, like as much as structure can be her friend, she likes to act creatively like in the moment. That spark mm-hmm. is a thing that she actively dances with every day and asks uh, herself, like, what are we doing today? What are we working on? What do we feel like doing that? What would inspire me? Like that kind of question. And for me being a Capricorn, I'm very much like a, right, so let's micromanage it down. Let's, uh, you know, let's go to Trello. For those of you who know <laughs> Trello, I will fully endorse them. Um, not paid. She should be on the payroll, for God's sake. I should. I should. I talk about it so much. Um, but Trello is like if Pinterest and Postis had a baby. And so I can like micromanage everything down, da 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 And I used to have it like out by like timestamps and everything. And mm. then I came across this idea talking to her and Molly Roberts and how they kind of start the day by asking, okay, but with deadlines and consideration still, like what do I want to do today? Not what do I have to, but like what do I want to do today? What would make me happy? What is the thing that excites me today and you know picking those things it goes so much smoother Mm -hmm. and if you're like well i know i should because i have this and there's so much pressure like you are less likely to be creative like the brain shuts down in that kind of situation the faster you walk the fuck away and you go like take a walk or go watch some crappy Netflix or something like that, the faster you will get a brainstorm idea and it will come to you. Times of rest are still you working. It is you allowing space to listen and to uh, have the image or the vision kind of woven in front of you to be poked 
with mm. uh, fate, I guess you could say, and say, mm. hey, here you go. How about this? Would you like this? We'll take mm. it up and build it then. So with that said, take this month to explore adapting to the stillness, to the silence, to the chaos that is or may be going on in your life. And with that said, this concludes episode one of Gateway to the Norns. Please check back with us the first Tuesday of next month, which will be August 2019, for episode two. Dos! Thank you for joining us today. Stay fluxy. We love your faces and we'll see you next week. If you're looking for more Flux, in the meantime, you can check out our links below.